Welcome to Ambitious AF. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and every week I'll be delivering either a guest speaker or a topic related to being ambitious AF and not letting anything stand in your way. After my mom died, I hit rock bottom. Bad breakup, afraid I couldn't afford my house, and stuck in an unfulfilling 9-to-5 job. Months and months went by before I looked at myself in the mirror and told myself I needed to change. I deserved more. So, I got help, read a lot of business books, and launched my company. Now, I own a multi-six-figure agency, quit the 9-to-5 grind, moved 3,000 miles away from home, and started a new life that I'm completely obsessed with. Being ambitious means putting your needs first and going after anything that will help you get the success you deserve. Success doesn't just mean money, success in happiness, health, income, love, and life. I know these episodes will encourage you to go after your dreams and create a life you are obsessed with. I'm here for it, and I hope you are too. Welcome to Ambitious AF. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on Ambitious AF. I'm super excited because we have another guest speaker here on the podcast, and I just love connecting with other business owners, so I'm really excited to have Meredith on. Uh, And before she kind of dives into her business a little bit more, her company is Meredith Goins Copywriting. So she's an email marketing specialist and a copywriter. Uh, So we're definitely going to vibe because... I love both of those things. (laughs) Um, And of course, I don't talk about my agency too much on this podcast, but um, with an agency, we're doing tons of like emails and uh, copywriting. And it's as a business owner, like those are two magic words. So I'm super excited to have her on and kind of talk about how she even started this entrepreneurial life and started her own business. So without further ado, Meredith, welcome so much to this podcast. I'm super excited to have you guys to have you talk to everyone listening. Um, And if you want to just kind of dive in, give us a little intro and go from there, like how you started your company. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Been really looking forward to it. Um, I'll talk a little bit about myself, um, which I'm not super good at doing. So it, you know, if I only talk for like 30 seconds, <laughs> you might need to ask me some more questions or something. Um, but yeah, so as, as you said, I'm an uh, email marketer and copywriter. I started out in just general copywriting. Now let me kind of back up from there. Um, so this is kind of a second career for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, for 10 years, I was a public school teacher teaching high school and middle school. And I love teaching. I still love teaching. I just didn't love being a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And if anyone has been following any of the news anywhere in the United States lately, teaching yeah. the public education system, I, I have many, many friends who are still teachers. I have many, many family members who are still teachers, but it is a dumpster fire <laughs> right now. It is, so I, I saw the writing on the wall. COVID kind of killed my soul as far as trying to teach through that. And uh, so if, if anybody lived through that and is still doing it, more power to you, mm-hmm. much props to you. So um, I, over the course of probably about nine months, started getting into some online, um, you know, avenues mm-hmm. and landed into copywriting. It was, it was the, um, when I landed into copywriting, it made a lot of sense to me. I didn't even know what it was before then. I had no idea that there was this whole other world that <laughs> I just didn't even know about. Um, and I couldn't soak it up enough. I couldn't learn it 
enough. I just loved everything about it. So um, started started my own business, set up a website, you know, all those things that you're supposed to do. And again, just, just started learning and learning and learning and, and reaching out to people, you know, and then slowly started getting some clients. Um, and after a while, I noticed that most of my clients were asking for emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and so between, between that, you know, the fact that most of the things I was doing was email. And also the more I learned about online marketing in general, the more I realized that all of these things that people tell you to do, whether it's, um, you know, a webinar funnel or, um, you know, Facebook ads, it, it, it doesn't, they all will eventually depend on email marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, they all eventually on their back end mm-hmm. is where they lead. Or like should. 99% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. yeah like 99% should, yeah. of the time. I was watching a webinar um, just yesterday Um just because I, I, I'm a freebie junkie. I sign up for everybody's, everybody's freebie. And, um, so I was just watching this person's webinar and I think, I think her whole platform was, uh, like about a Facebook group or mm-hmm. something like that, but it eventually leads to email. Mm-hmm. It, every, everything eventually leads to email. So between those two things, I decided to go all in on email only email marketing, Um, and I actually recently became, um, certified as an email marketing, uh, list manager, which means Mm -hmm. that I found, you know, at, at first I was basically just delivering the copy, Mm -hmm. like a Google doc, here's your email for the week, you know, here's your email for the day, whatever. Um, but when I learned about managing a list, now I understand everything in the back end, the technical aspects, the marketing aspects, the analytical stuff. And again, that really made a lot of sense to me too. And it really excited me because I'm a nerd and I get, now I get excited about email marketing. Um, and it excited me at the thought of having a bit more, um, control over the success and the performance of the emails that I was writing. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I can, I can write the best email in the world, but if you don't have the correct things set up in place for it to do its job, mm-hmm. then it kind of doesn't matter. So, um, so I've really enjoyed getting to, uh, learn about all of that so that now I'm not just an email copywriter. Now I'm also just a marketer and strategist list manager. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's so many important things that you just said. Uh, and the, the number one important that I really want to highlight is it's, it's a lot with everything. Like you can be, you could have the best message, but if you don't have email follow-up sequence, if you don't even have a good offer, if you don't even have content to put that message out into the world, it doesn't really matter. Right. So, and, and even before that, when you were talking about all of these like ads or funnels should have email sequences back in, in the back end. Um, I think people, they understand the importance of email marketing because it's like always in the back of the head in their head, but they don't really understand the importance of email marketing as a business per owner, because I think their perspective is, well, I get a lot of emails that I never open. But that's not the point, right? Like you're still getting those emails. You can still see those emails. And if you're not opening them, then obviously there's something within that email messaging that isn't triggering to you, but at least you're still seeing them. And I think a lot of business owners and companies in general, they struggle with the power of email marketing and really utilizing it to its 
finest in order to, I mean, the coolest thing with email marketing is it's a way to generate income without you having to prospect cold audience, right? Because you're just essentially recycling all of the leads that have come through your pipeline, um, whether they've bought something or not. And like, you can continue emailing them different types of emails and messages that, that obviously relate to them in order to have them take another action that you want them to take. And that doing, that's all within like one platform, right? It's not like you don't have to go on Instagram all the time. You don't have to go on Facebook all the time. You don't have to run ads all the time. You're literally just focusing on one platform and just re-engaging with people in that platform. And that's why emails are so cool. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, um, you know, the, the social media stuff, because I'm on Instagram a lot, it's fun. I, I love Instagram. Um, and I have found gotten clients, um, who have found me on Instagram Mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, but the, the, power of email marketing. Um, you know, like you said, it's already where all your warmest leads are. Mm-hmm. And again, just like everything you just said, um, it's, it's not about selling to them right away. It's not mm-hmm. about getting them right away. It's about having them in your space mm-hmm. so that when they do need somebody, they automatically think about you. Yeah. Um, because I, I can't remember what the statistic is, but it's something like only three to 5% of people will be ready to buy right away. Yep. Yep. I've heard um, that so too. you need to make sure that you are present in their minds, um, for when they are ready. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, from like that three to 5% who are ready. So that's like a remaining 95% of people, um, need a nurture sequence or follow-up sequence, however you want to call it right. or phrase it. They need to continue getting emails and receiving emails in order for them to be ready to make like that final decision or that final purchase. Um, because like, I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to people and it's, you know, I ask them, what's your favorite online shopping platform? Um, we'll just give an example, like target. Right. And I'm like, okay, tomorrow I want you to track how many emails target sends you in one day, just track how many emails. And then (laughs) I want you to track how many you actually open. And then I want you to track how often when you open those emails makes you think, oh, I actually should probably make a target run. I guess I am low on X, Y, and Z, right? Right, It's like instantly, just because you're not ready to make that initial purchase from that first email they sent out, which I'm pretty sure they start sending emails at like 3 a.m., at least my time. I get like a first email at 3, right? (laughs) And then I'll get probably five emails like by the end of the day from target, right? And just because I didn't make any purchase... I'm normally like, oh, you know what? I actually am low on toilet paper. I need to go run to Target. And just because of that, like, consistency, and I didn't even open half. I might have opened maybe one e-bill, but maybe not even any of them. So it's not like a waste on their end. It's always just being on the top of my mind. And then when I look at something in my household, now this is Target as an example, so it's pretty easy. But if I look at something in my household and I'm like, oh, darn, I'm running low on this. I need to go run to Target. That's yes, like exactly. that, that customer cycle that, and the power of emails. Um, and mm-hmm. even if you, so we work with a lot of like online coaches, um, and totally different than target cause no one needs you. Right. I feel like people need target for the most part uh-huh. because they do have groceries and whatnot, but like an online coach, you don't like people don't need you. However, if you're sending at least an email a week or an email a day, then as you send these little snippets of information, you're still top of mind to people. And then when people have conversations or maybe there is an email that triggered and open or they go and watch your Instagram more, 
when they start taking these actions, it's all because you're showing up in emails in the beginning and keeping that top of mind for them so that they're more willing to reach out to you when the time's ready because you're just naturally creating that like know and trust. Even if they're not opening your emails, you're just, they're just seeing that it came from you. And so then if you can get them to open, then it like, that's a whole different like know and trust factor um, because now they have opened the emails that you sent and now they're reading. And then that reading really comes down to the copywriting, right? So like the emails just getting top of mind and now you focus on, mastering that copywriting and message to really connect with your audience to get them to continue taking action. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think the, the, the thing about email marketing, the thing that holds, I would, I really do believe the thing that holds most people back from utilizing it to its fullest capacity is that it just, once you, once you start to dive into it, it, it's immediately, obvious how much work it takes to set up correctly Mm -hmm. and then you know it's true it's true it does take a lot of work to set up correctly at the beginning Mm -hmm. but the best part about it is that once it's set up it's it's it runs automatically yeah it runs automatically and um you know yes you do have to to do the daily or weekly emails, whatever your, you know, rate is for that. But, you know, you set up a welcome sequence that leads to your offer. Mm -hmm. You set up a, an upsell flow or a downsell flow. You set up an abandoned cart flow. Um, you know, all these, all these different automations, you set up triggers to segment your list. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, it does. It does take a lot of work on the front end, but it's, so totally worth it because it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the, one of the few things that you can do that really just runs by itself once yep. you get it going. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You're so speaking my language. I love it. We're going to be <laughs> our nerds on email marketing and sequencing. Know, know. And yeah. Cause it, it's just like, it's so important, but people don't even utilize half of what email programmers can, you, you, you know, use to the advantage mainly because they don't want to spend the time to figure it out. Right. Um, and they don't know how to do it just on a whim. Um, and like every programmer is different. Like Kajabi is totally different than MailChimp, which is totally different than keep, which is totally different than active campaign. So it's like really finding whatever programmer works best for you and your product. Uh And then just like zoning in on that, trying not to change much, just zoning in on that. Um, and then obviously reaching out to experts, you know, like yourself to be like, okay, how do I at least set this stuff up? Because you're right. Once things are set up and they're automated, the only thing you're doing is reading analytics. Like if you have bad open rates, then you can change your subject line, retest it. If the open rates increase, but you have bad click-through rates, change your messaging, then test it. Right. So it's like, it's really just a testing phase at that point, but you're like, you're so right. There's so many sequences. I tell my clients this all the time. Like if you get on a call with someone and they don't buy from you. Like you don't leave them hang with, you could just set up an automated sequence. Like you don't have to just keep emailing them, just set something right. up in your programmer or, you know, you obviously have sales sequences after webinars and, you know, you can elongate them to send for months and months and months. Like you can still send emails. Um, even if people don't purchase because you're still top of mind for them. And then if, when you do have something that resonates with them, they will purchase. Um, so I love that. And I want to ask you this because I get this all the time <laughs> and I know it's a total preference preference thing, but what is your favorite email programmer to work with? Right now it, 
and I know that a lot of online coaches use Flowdesk. Oh, I think yeah. that a lot of uh, the one, a lot of my clients have used Flowdesk because it looks very pretty and things like that. Yeah. Um, but since I'm a copywriter, I focus more on the words. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy the the more wordy ones like ConvertKit. Yeah. Um, Mailchimp. Yep. Things like that. Um, but I mean, to be to be honest, most of them are pretty much the only ones I I don't personally like are the ones like. Kartra that yeah. are not specifically an email service provider, mm-hmm. but they're kind of like part of the bigger e-commerce package. Yeah. Um, and the reason I don't like them as much is because you can't automate them as easily. Mm-hmm. You can't um, test things quite yep. as easily. So, true. Um, so just from my end, I, I personally prefer mm-hmm. the, the other ones that are very specific email service providers. Yep. So yep. yeah, I so agree. Um, but they yeah. all kind of stuck on some level, right? I know, I know, <laughs> I know. There are, they're either like you have to spend so much to get all the features, or yeah. like they're just black and white. <laughs> you can't like yeah. really do much yeah. with them. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I definitely utilize Mailchimp probably just because it's like the most popular, and I normally recommend that because it's still free for like two thousand yeah. subscribers. You can still do a lot with the exactly. free. But if you want like any of the automation and stuff, you're gonna have to pay pretty quickly with Mailchimp. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. We, we use uh, all of those. Um, I think Keep, which like Infusionsoft Keep, I think I love it, but it's the most technical. It took me the longest to like understand. But once I figured it out, it's like you can do so much with that platform, but it is really pricey. Um, yeah. I still like Active Campaign, but it is a very black and white. Yes, um, Active, yeah. There's not yeah, much active like prettiness to Active Campaign, but it's very techy. Right. Um, but then again, I always tell people, cause it's funny cause they're always, I think I get the two questions, which is what email pro- programmer do you use? And I'm always like, it really depends, <laughs> you know? And then the second question is, well, how do I avoid my emails going to spam? Um, and I think a lot of time people spend too much time focusing on the prettiness of the email, which in fact actually hurts the email because the more pretty an email is with all these pictures and, and and animations and like boxes and and pop-ups and gifts and stuff, the harder the code is to read for these little bots that's scanning it before it gets sent. So obviously it's gonna show up in spam. Um, so that's a little right. fun fact for everyone. Um, you don't have to make your emails look pretty. There's ways to do that and avoid the bots triggering it into the spam folder. Um, so I, I always love that comment because obviously there's a lot of tech stuff you can do, but like I always break it down into simple forms. Like, well, what do your emails look like? Cause we have to talk about that first, because if you're copying and pasting like a Canva image and you're just going to send that out as an email, like that's, that's probably why you're showing up in spam a little bit more than not. So there's just well, like, yeah. So and I'm, things. I'm so glad that you're, um, telling people that because a lot of people, don't realize that that the pretty emails don't necessarily go as far as they think it does, you know, know. um, that it, that it can actually hurt. So, um, yeah, a couple of things when it, when it comes, if those are the, yeah, those are the two biggest questions that I probably get asked to, especially, you know, which, which ESP should I use? I think people spend way too much time thinking about that and worrying about that. I mean, honestly, just pick one, (laughs) just pick one and go with it. And, um, you know, later on, once your once your list is huge, you know, a little bit more about what you want, you can always switch later. Um, and then as far as spam goes, yeah, there's, there's things like images. Um, it, 
you, you can, there's, there's all sorts of things that you can test to get yourself out of spam or even the promotions tab for the mm -hmm. Gmail mm -hmm. users, the promotions, because that's important too. Um, a lot of times if you got to make sure that your open rates are good enough, because if your open rates start to dip like below 15, 15% or so, um, then the algorithm is going to start basically saying, well, nobody wants to see these mm -hmm. anyway. So we're just going to put them in spam. We're going to put them in promotionals. Um, and you know, the weird thing is that there are several email lists that I'm on that I'll get every once in a while, like I'll get one in promotions, but then the next day it'll go to my primary. So it really, it depends a lot on, mm -hmm. you know, it might depend on what your subject line is. It might mm -hmm. depend on, um, maybe you need to try a different sender name or, mm -hmm. or something like that. Maybe you need to ch change the, the text that you chose for your hyperlink, mm -hmm. you know, who knows, who knows there's yep. sometimes you have no idea what happened yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. the algorithm, because the algorithm just hates you or yep. whatever. But, um, so, but, but that's the, the whole idea is to, um, test. And that's, that's a, a lot of, I think, you know, people check their open open rates and they'll check their click through rates, but it's not just about the what, mm -hmm. you know, and knowing, knowing what your rates are. It's yeah. about figuring out why, exactly. you know, why did this email perform better? Mm -hmm. What was it about this one? And when you do do testing, make sure you're not changing it too much. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like science class back in high school. You get, you can't change too many variables. Otherwise you have no idea what which one, it, yeah. <laughs> which, one which it blew is, it so. up and which didn't. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's so true. I think we could talk about like different email tips and, and hacks and stuff like that for so long. And yeah, I think the biggest is it's like anything you have to, and I, that's probably why people give up on email marketing a lot too, is because they'll send one email and it's like, Oh, it all went to spam or, Oh, I only got like a 5% open rate. Like this is dumb. This is pointless. Yeah. Um, but just like anything in business, it's, it's like putting a social media strategy together. You don't know what's going to connect right. with your audience until you put it out there, but whatever posts perform the, the best, you have to digest and learn why that post did so well and replicate it in as many different areas as possible. Same thing with emails. Like you have exactly. to go in and you test little increments. You start with your, your subject line and then it could be the design. It could be the, who it's sent from. It could be the pre-header. It could be the reply address. And then it could be the content. Like there's so many different things, so many. but you're yeah. not just like giving up and being like, Oh, this didn't work because if not, you wouldn't really get anywhere. Right. So you have to just right. keep testing and know that they're just like posting something on Instagram. Like if you're getting a reel that had 10,000 views, but all of your other reels only got 2000 views, focus on why that reel did so well. Is it the video? Is it your cover? Is it the copy? Is it the hashtags? Did you send it out more in DMs? Like what was the reason that right. reel did better? Same thing with emails. Eventually you'll get mm -hmm. that one that has an awesome op open rate. Maybe you'll get sales from it. Um, and it sent to a lot of people in their main folder instead of a primary or, or spam. So you really have to understand the back ends of that email. Um, and then if you don't though, like if most people I talk to, they just don't even want to have to worry about that. Then you do have to find experts like yourself to help you with this because email marketing is still the number one revenue source for online businesses. I think email and then text marketing is coming, but like, you can't explain as much in text marketing as you can email. Yes, you get great open rates and click-through rates, 
Um, so it really just relies on like that landing page and that funnel afterwards on text. But yes, like yes. you can't you can't really like create a persona through text as you can an email, you know. So right. I think email is like it's not going anywhere. Text marketing will probably compete with it, but um, there's tons of text programmers now. Like I think was it Mailchimp that just yeah Mailchimp just launched SMS um, in within right, the Mailchimp right. platform. Um, so there's a lot of email programmers that are starting to integrate text because they know it's definitely going to be a competitor. So you might as well go with it, but yes, yes. it's not going anywhere. So if you are like listening to this podcast and you're one of the million people that I've talked to that are like, I know I should be emailing more, but I just don't want to. This is why there are people like Meredith out there because she loves the email. She loves getting down and dirty with the systems and triggers and stuff that you don't even have to worry about. So it just, it just depends like on what's more important for you, figuring it out or hiring an expert to do it for you. But either way, you need to make sure you're maximizing on email marketing. If you really want to grow a profitable business, at least in my opinion. No, you're, you're, you're spot on. And you know, I know it sounds like I'm, I'm basically saying, yes, you need, you need me to do this for you. Um, yes, you, you, you could figure it out yourself. Um, but I'll I'll tell you, (laughs) yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take some time and and I'm you know I'm yeah. and I'm not trying to sugar you know well I guess I'm not sugarcoating at all but it's it's true um, if I, I will say if if you're gonna go with the bare minimum you need to at least make sure that you have an automatic welcome sequence mm-hmm. going on agreed um, yeah. and I I would personally advise that that goes towards selling something mm-hmm. um, so that you can start to get some automatic mm-hmm. automatic income. That just happens without you having to pay attention to it. So, um, you know, and then, yes, it, it is very important to email regularly, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's that's a lot of what people hate doing. They, they, they you know, it takes more time. They don't know what to write about. Um, and I had a client just the other day talking about how she she looks at these emails and it seems like everybody else is so interesting. You know, they, they talk about these interesting things in their emails and then, but then she starts, she started to think about it and she realized they're not really telling interesting stories. They're just, they're just talking. Yeah. They're just telling me about like something they had for dinner last night yeah. and then turning it into something to do with their business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is kind of that simple. You know, if, if you are, you know, coaches do a lot of storytelling in their emails yeah, it, it doesn't have to be mind blowing. Every single email does not have to be mind blowing. Every single email does not have to be long. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be just checking in with your audience. It's you know you want to develop that relationship. Absolutely. Don't just show up every time you want to sell something, or else they're not going to want to be part of that relationship. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that. <laughs> well, those were. I hope everyone was listening because those were really good tips. And just to reiterate, definitely have a welcome sequence. Um, and a welcome sequence, like it could be three emails. It doesn't have to be five or plus, but just three emails, like really nurturing people. Because when when someone first subscribes to your email list, like they are the hottest they're going to be because yes. they're paying attention. Yes. They just gave you your email. So obviously you need to give them something back. Um, so that's kind of what the welcome sequence is, is kind of set up for. And then she was saying that sales sequence. Um, and essentially don't be afraid to... 
Obviously, you want to send a welcome sequence first, so you're not going straight to sale because you obviously want to welcome them in and create mm -hmm. that relationship. But once that three, that third email gets sent, don't be afraid to then start upselling them into your offer um, and doing this through emails. And then that could be, you know, five or seven emails. They could be dripped off over a couple of weeks even so that you aren't bombarding them with too much. But don't be afraid to get that sales sequence in place. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, if any of this is like, does just doesn't make any sense, then <laughs> then I would definitely say um, you would need some help and there's tons of help out there. Um, and yeah, like Meredith said, like we're not saying, you know, you can't figure this out. Um, I think even for me, I mean, my agency, I have a copywriter, email integrations, like we have all of these people, but even us, if we're putting together a sales sequence, like I normally tell our clients, it's going to take a week. Um, we're building it out in whatever programmer they have. So if they throw a new programmer at us, yes, we can figure it out. But even like us who are experts as well, like it'll still take us a day probably to figure out what you've got going on and like right. organize it, clean it up and then get the email sequence written and then put it into your email programmer. So it's like, even us who like do it all the time, even you who do it all the time, like we don't just floof this out of our butts in 24 hours, right? It's not like right. we're just like experts and, oh, we can just like knock this out in two hours. It's not like that. I mean, email marketing is difficult, but it obviously is something that can be learned. And it's always, I'm always learning email marketing. Like I'm always like re-watching stuff or taking courses and, and just trying to enhance my email marketing skills. Um, but even like, experts, it doesn't take us just a couple of hours to put this stuff together. It still takes us time. Um, so yeah, if yeah. time is not something that you have or want to figure out, then obviously that's when you go and you reach out and they, you ask for help. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love this. All right. Well, uh, we are, I, I mean, I just love talking about emails. So, but we are what, 30 minutes into this episode. Um, so I would just say, let's just leave this with if you want to give them any other, like your number one thing when it comes to email marketing or sending emails, just like that final tip for all of our listeners. Um, and then we'll kind of end with a little bit more on how they can actually contact you. So yeah. What's that final tip, I guess. Um, well, again, I think, I think I would, the final tip would be one on the front end, one on the back end. One is to, um, like I said, the the, e the welcome email, the welcome mm -hmm. sequence. Um, it always makes me so sad when I sign up for someone's freebie and I get nothing. <laughs> it makes me oh, so yeah. sad um, because I want to hear from them. Yeah. I want to know more about what they have to say. Um, so definitely make sure you have at the at least, please, just one welcome email. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and set it up today. Just get it ready so that you you can send them something that keeps, keeps them excited to hear from you. Um, and then the other most important thing is, again, like I said before, is to make sure that you're, you're always learning about your audience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as, a, as a former teacher and still a teacher at heart, um, I had to make sure that I understood if it, why my kids did well on something or why mm -hmm. they didn't, you know, I couldn't just send information and decide, okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's about always learning about your audience as, as you grow your audience, your audience is always going to change. Um, their preferences are going to change their, their, uh, life points are going to change. And, um, so yeah, just, just make sure you're keeping in uh, feel on that pulse all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Uh, well, thank you. This has been an awesome conversation. 
Um, and as far as getting to know you, reaching out, figuring out, you know, how people can work with you, I guess we'll start with where you hang out the most on social media. And then we'll go into if you're launching any new courses or how you work with people. Is it one-on-one kind of explain a little bit more about that? Um, if, when I am on social media, it's, uh, Instagram. So that, um, my handle is at Meredith copywriting. Okay. Um, and then I also have a website, meredithgoins.com. Um, so you can reach me either, either one of those ways. I, I don't, I don't really do launches, so to speak. I don't really do courses or that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it is, it is a little bit more one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing that I am doing right now, however, is, uh, I'm offering free, um, email strategy sessions oh, where nice. I, I come on and I'll just, you know, let's, I'll have you answer a few questions so that I can look through some things. And then, um, basically I'll, I'll tell you very specific steps on what you can do in your email list to move the needle the fastest. Yeah, so. I love that. And for everyone listening, I'll make sure to link all this in the show notes. Um, but her last name is G O I N S going. So yes. if you're looking her up um, <laughs> online or on social media or anything like that, but it'll all be linked in the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. I absolutely love talking about this. Um, it's, I love talking with fellow, uh, nerds, I would say, copyright, yeah, uh, online nerds, copyright nerds, email nerds, whatever you want to call (laughs) it, (laughs) Uh, especially being another female, um, because I feel like we don't, I don't don't get to like connect with other female nerds in a way and in a good way, because I consider myself a nerd and I hope that you consider nerd in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I loved, I loved having you on and um, yeah, sharing some more fun facts about email marketing and to everyone listening, seriously, go back, replay this episode, reach out to Meredith. um, If you have any questions, obviously she's easy to talk to um, as you can hear on this episode, but seriously, if you're, if you've always wanted to up your email game, just get on that strategy call with her. Let her give you like an idea of what you should be doing or what your business should be doing. Even if you're not a business owner, it could still be super beneficial to bring to the table, uh, present this material to your boss. Or if you are, you know, the manager running an email uh, marketing department in a company, like it's, it's just so important to learn what's still trending email marketing wise, what we should be taking advantage of, how we should be doing it. Um, and whatnot, because I do think email marketing is like the best way to continue growing your business without having to spend as much time growing your business. Mm-hmm. Cause you always have to spend mm-hmm. so much time on social or money and time right. on ads or, you know, whatever that looks like. So please go reach out to her. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And for now that is it. We will talk to you all next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in and Meredith, thank you so much again for being thank on. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Awesome. See you everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories or leave a review. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best to these episodes, and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF.